Welcome back to News to the Pharaoh. I am your host, Darling Nisi. Today's a bit of a fun episode. In the past, on our Mr. Goodnight episode, we talked about specific moments when Prince was being particularly charming and got into why he was appealing to women. Toward the end of that episode, we also delved a bit into advice or perhaps pointers people might take from Prince when it comes to relationships, appeal, and other related topics. In this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that. While we know Prince wasn't perfect in this arena, of course, it is mostly agreed that the man could be irresistible, really to women and men alike. So today we're going to look at Prince again as Professor Nelson and see what he has that we can glean from in his lessons in expressing love, affection, and uh, other things, and how we might be able to use those lessons in our own relationships. So today I'm joined by two guests that are new to Muse. We'll start with Kim. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Awesome. And we also have Nadine. Hello. How are you? Doing great. Even though you're in the same city as me, but everything is fine. (laughs) I know. Okay, so you guys are new to the podcast, and I always like to hear people's origin stories. So, um, Nadine, we'll start with you. How did you first hear about Prince? Well, uh, I was in a band in upstate New York, and back then we had to read the trades. You know, they didn't have social media and that type of thing. And so we'd been reading about this kid that was supposed to be the new Stevie Wonder, and everybody, there were, you know, numerous record companies fighting over him. And and so when For You was released, I rode the train down to downtown New, uh, New York City and went to uh, Sam Goody's and purchased For You, took the train back, played it from beginning to end, and I was in love. And I went back to our next rehearsal at the band. I told them, I said, this guy's going to be a superstar. I, mean, this, I couldn't even convey how touched I was by his music, his album, and the fact that he had done everything on it. That just was amazing to me, even back at that time. And this was in 1978, of course. And I've just been, you know, he's my guy ever since. Wow. Okay. How about you, Kim? Well, I was a wee little girl, about nine years old. My uncles were so cool, and they were into this, 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 guy um and they were jamming to i believe it was sexy dancer and again i was this impressionable little girl and i'm just looking at them dancing and jamming out to this to this to this to this song this amazing guy i just was in awe and and from there um american bandstand i watched and um and here I am still um, just it was just amazing. It's just been an amazing journey. Like I said, so impressionable from that that young age on that this um, amazing talent could capture um, my my attention and my heart <laughs> from that that young age. OK, let's get started. First question, um, everybody knows that Prince is super attractive, but a lot of people are attracted to to different aspects of him. Of course, he's beautiful, but some people might be attracted to his work ethic a little bit more or his confidence or just being able to relate to him as kind of the the guy who was kind of nerdy growing up and he just developed into this beautiful butterfly who was still nerdy, but it was a little bit under the surface. So for you guys, what, what is attractive about Prince to you? And we'll start with Kim. And, and as you stated, it was um, besides the obvious. He is very, very attractive, but um, it, it went beyond deeper than that. Um, it was his confidence. He exudes that that confidence, and it was the uh, the sensuality and the confidence that pulled me in. Um, of course, I looked into his eyes, and we all know that the eyes are the window to the soul. So it was that 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 drew me into him. Um, so the confidence, the sensuality, and again, him being a very, very attractive person. I remember what Prince said about, you know, when he was younger, you know, he, you know, didn't have the money um, to, to dress the way he you know, wanted to dress. And he was um, when he 
got older and could dress and have the money. He was just well groomed, uh, well put together, and um, and he was just so confident. So that, um, along with him being so attractive and pleasing to the eye, it was just his confidence that was so attractive to me. Okay. How about you, Nadine? Well, for me, he just was so unapologetically authentic. You know, with his masculinity, he never tried to mask or tap, or, or he didn't have a problem with tapping into that fem- feminine side of his personality. And that's so attractive and sexy to women. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can be masculine, but yet let that sensitivity about yourself show. And, uh, you know, I always contended that men are 80% head and 20% heart, whereas it's the opposite with women. We kind of think and feel with our hearts. And Prince, to me, was 50-50. He he was right there with his masculinity, but he was just oh so sensitive and not afraid to show um, uh, the romantic side of of himself through his music. So that, uh, that seduction of his audience. It was it was visual, it was spiritual, it was emotional, and I think that's why he appealed to both men and women. And I think to top all of that off, his skill and commitment to his craft was just so undeniable. He was so passionate and smart and funny and, of course, beautiful. So all of those things were, were just, just major attractions for me because I, I think there's not a woman alive that, that doesn't like a smart, successful um, confident man that also happens to be super fine. So that was that was just it. He's he's just always been the epitome of if you could have most things in a man. I mean, he just had them all for me. Hmm. See, I think that's really interesting that you both said confidence because I think that is something that is often overlooked because there's a confidence that you can pretend to have. And then there's a confidence that's born from the receipts. Like you have this confidence because you've done the work to have it and there's something behind it. And I think that's, there's something um, to be said for that. Like once you have your passion and you work really hard at things, if you focus on that, the other stuff tends to come because people can see that confidence in you and they're attracted to it because in a way they also kind of want that a little bit for themselves <laughs> or there's something like I want to be that confident too and so you kind of latch on to people like that correct yes definitely exactly I mean even other people that worked with him always said that it was you know he was certainly confident but it wasn't a cockiness it wasn't it was a difference it just was he it, his confidence was based upon the work that he had put in and the perfectionism that he put on himself not just about being you know, I'm it, I'm the guy, that type of thing. So I think that that people can sense that and they can tell the difference and it, it attracts you to a person when when they just have that ability to be uh, uh, so true to themselves and authentic about it in a way that um, is, is, is not about being pretentious or trying to make somebody feel that they're superior to them. They just they just have it. They know it. They just have it. Right. Okay. So let's get down into some of the specifics or the stages of a relationship, as it were. So I asked you guys a couple of questions. We'll start with the first one. So what are some songs or moments when Prince is flirting that would work with you? And we'll start with Kim. Well, some of the songs... Um, one that sticks so true in my mind, and it's kind of a playful song, um, is Strolling. Let's forget about the times. Let's relax and ease our mind. We deserve to just feel fine. Oh, yeah. And that's my memory. When I, when I listen to Strolling, I, you know, yes, they're strolling and roller skating and wherever they are, but he's holding, always holding hands. So I always imagine him being flirtatious and holding hands. And um, so that when I'm thinking of the song Strolling, that's what comes to mind. Um, another song, it's one of his unreleased songs, and it's probably one of my most favorite. It's Player. Um, and in the song, he says, If you'd let me in the mix, we could have it. Hey, uh, 
Life was a movie, you'd have the main part. Girl, you're number one with a bullet on my child. And that always just sticks with me because he's just so flirtatious in that song. Um, so that's another one of the songs that comes to mind when he's just at his top, at his top, his peak. Um, flirtatious. Um, another moment that comes to mind when Prince is being re- really flirtatious, and we've all remembered this, is in that interview with um, Maria Bart- 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 Romo and that CNBC where Prince is playing his acoustic guitar. I'm sitting here with Prince. I'm going to sing. <laughs> She's tearing up. <laughs> That's not what the audience wants. That's the idea. And I put myself yeah, in that. I remember that one specifically. <laughs> yes, 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 it, yes. It was so cute. You could tell she it was, was uncomfortable. So he, he made her so uncomfortable and so nervous. And I'm just thinking, he's been so flirtatious. But when Prince says, sing a song, you sing a song, okay? But how can you just not melt? Um, but those are my three favorite songs or moments um, where he has been flirtatious um, and and what would work with me. <laughs> Those are definitely um, the, the moments that came to mind for me. That's so funny because I, I, I always see that interview so differently because I always see it as her being super embarrassed that she didn't know his songs. So that it's kind of like reminds me of those like um, American Idol things. I'm just like, I can't I can't watch that for that reason. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're right, Anessa. It does um, on her part. It is super embarrassing on Prince's part. I see it again as you know flirtatious moments. But um, when Princess sings, you know, and he's over there being flirtatious, you know, get with a girl <laughs> <laughs> for all of us. Okay, so um, Nadine, how about you? Well, you know, I had to think long and hard about this because his catalog is so expansive. And it depends upon, you know, what week it is, what you're into. But, um, of course, Adore is right up there at the top. I mean, he hits all the bells and and whistles with it. And it's an acknowledgement of kind of a forever kind of love, which is one of the things that women are taught from an early age to have that kind of Prince Charming type thing. It's, it's, I don't think it's an intentional thing, but it's one that has gone down generation to generation. Everybody is looking for that person that they'll find and they'll be in love with forever. So in, in this song, he talks a lot about that. From a, from a man to think that when you're being intimate, he's hearing heavenly angels. <laughs> so this song just really talks about some of the things that a woman wants to hear a man say during their most intimate moments. And uh, and then when two are in love, um, you know, he talks about how he's attracted to her first, how how she looks. Uh, the, the the brightest star appeals to your sex and and he's like before we begin let me talk to you oh my god that that line just gives me every time before we do anything let me talk to you they want to they want to be more into you than just physically they want to get um mentally 
uh, intimate with you, which is which is just so sexy. Um, falling leaves will appear like slow motion rain, and the speed of your hips faster than a runaway train. Come bathe with me. Those are are things that are very attractive to women because as I said before, women are are 80% mental. That's why you could be attracted to someone that might not initially be physically attracted to you, but but they can become beautiful um, 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 with their mind and their spirit and their heart. So when to her love talks about a lot of that type of things to me and uh, and then you know when you want to get right down to it, tell me how you want to be done. I want somebody to not feel threatened that I want to tell you what is 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 physically uh, and, and, and mentally or whatever. Um, that's what does it for me. Tell me how you want to be done. You know, he's like, talk to me. things again that in a lot of relationships with with men if you're trying to tell them what to do for you they can they can um take it as as a um it, it, it can be taken the wrong way in essence you know because men tend to think that what you're doing with them you've done with every guy and that's not it for women what does it for you with one man does not do it for you with another guy because so much more is tied up into it other than the physical. So one thing I've always told my male friends is that you have to treat each woman individually and find out what is sexy for her. That doesn't mean that it was sexy for another guy, but with you, it's individual. So would tell me how you want to be done. He's like, hey, I'm here. I'm not threatened. Tell me what you want and I'm going to give it to you. So... That's uh that kind of flirtiness will get me every time. That that does it for me. Become involved, but become involved because you want to know what I'm about. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And and that's kind of like why I like sexy MF as well because he starts with that. It's like in a word or two, what you I want to do. No, not your body, your mind, your fool. Come here, baby. Like when he says that, it it's such a sexual song if you're just listening on the surface, but if you listen deeper, he's not even talking about sex. He's talking about getting to know you mentally and why that's important before he exactly. even wants to exactly. do the other part. Yeah. Not your body, your mind, yeah. you fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. And it, it's really something that's pretty consistent, even like in the alleged stories that you hear. It's like he wants to get to know you. He'll keep you like waiting for a long time because he's getting to know you mentally first before he even goes there with you physically as well. It, it's... Right, right. And that, I mean, if more men understood that key factor, I'm telling you, they, they really would get to a woman a lot quicker. You, I want you to know my mind. I don't want you to just be looking at, at, at the physical thing. And that, that's a big difference for me between men and women and the men that, that you have those uh, deeper relationships with are those that try to get into your mind and your spirit and not, you know, just your body. Right. And not just as a means to an end either. And that's one thing that he did say is that uh, a lot of his songs are not sexual. Um, to me, his songs may have sexual, you know, titles. Um, and, if, you know, a lot of people would read deeper into, you know, the meaning of his songs than instead of, again, like sexual, uh, sexy MF or, you know, let's, let's go a little bit deeper, read a little bit deeper into the meaning of the songs. Then you'll say, oh, okay, now I get it. Right. And a song might come up in this next question I'll ask, so I'll wait to comment on it. But what are some songs that would seduce you and why would it work? And we'll start with Nadine. Ah, the seduction, the seduction. Well, you know, uh, I think I heard this on one of your previous podcasts, but I'm sure it can speak to every woman, and that's the song Come. I mean, you know, he sets the stage. 
you know, you should do that. He, he's letting you know, yes, the end result is it's about you. I want you to get there. Um, and, you know, just he, he, he takes control of the situation, but not in a dominating way. He's like, I, I don't want to hear you scream. I just want to hear you dream, dream, dream. You know what I mean? I want to drive you crazy. These type of things involves the woman in in this and not just about what he's trying to do. He wants to make sure that that you also are are reaching that that um that ultimate it, this this thing that's the the end of these sexual encounters. And uh you know, it's like he, he's he's talking Women in other cultures that we know, they're taught that that uh, sexual desire and fulfillment is not for women; it's, it's for the men. And so, this song just really is all about. Yes, this is what our whole goal is for you to come. So that is very seductive uh, to me. Uh, and then, insatiable. You know, he's. What woman doesn't feel like you are just totally drives this man crazy? And he's like, you know, uh, no one knows how to handle my body the way you do. Uh, there's no telling how I, how far I'd go when it comes down to you. He's talking about you being that person that is, is doing more for him than any other person has done. Everybody wants that. Every woman wants to feel like they're taking this this man that they're involved with where no other woman is taking him and, and and prince that's a theme in a lot of his songs i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do for you what no other man has done i'm gonna take you places you didn't even know where you could go um and and that's sexy i mean that's that's part of the the seduction for me um uh that that verbalness of not just, you know, making sounds and all that kind of stuff, but a person trying to get into your head and find out what is attractive and desirable for you. And uh, and then damn you, you know. I mean, who doesn't want to hear a man beg? <laughs> this song is about all that. He's like, when we're making love, I can't hold back. Uh, it's like having a million little heart attacks. And when I'm in your arms, all I can do, I'm on fire. Until you come and put me out. So seduction is about me, you making me feel that I am intimately unique. And uh, I think there's another song I can't think of the name of right now where he says not only um, uh, I think it's scandalous where he says um, that I want you to. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 talking about you being on a deeper level and him wanting you on a deeper level that's more than physical so that that seduces me that that's the seduction part for me taking it beyond just the physical and he does that in so many of the songs in 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 a major major way major way and it's ultimately very very successful you will. <laughs> mm, okay. I, I want to co-sign comes. I mean, we spent a lot of time on this in the last episode, but the point that you made that it is okay for you to feel okay in desire and it's okay for you to feel like you want to be pleasured. It, Cause I think even in our own culture, um, that is something that's not hugely championed. And when you see women who are okay with their sexuality and proud of their sexuality, they're often kind of um, ridiculed for that. And it's nice to hear, you know, someone say that, um, it don't mean your rep. <laughs> uh, it don't mean your rep. Um, well, I won't say exactly what you said, <laughs> but it's okay. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. But again, like, yeah. that male thing of thinking just because you're in, in touch with yourself mm -hmm. sexually that you must have been a loose cannon with yeah. everybody instead of looking at it that maybe you take me there. Yes. You make me do things that I'd never wanted to do with anybody else. Right. And, 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 and Prince was great at, at that in his music 
and and his lyrics, giving women permission to be free and sexual without him being judgmental. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. Okay. Go ahead, Ken. And and I and I co-sign on that because but he allowed us not only the women but the men to express, you know how we actually felt through these songs sexually. We weren't, you know, not afraid to express. We were not, you know, ashamed to express how we felt. You know, you can go into Prince's catalog and just pull out <laughs> any of these songs, you know, from any of his albums. My three songs were Do Me Baby, Electric Intercourse, um, Insatiable, um, all three of these songs, you know, just, you know, expressing the desire, expressing how much you felt um, and the desire and you weren't ashamed, you know, to say, I want you, you want me. Um, and we're not ashamed to express how we felt, how we feel. These were, um, you know, the, the ones that um, I feel that will work for um, any couples that wanted to express, you know, the way that they're feeling um, um, for that desire. So can we pause for a second and talk a little bit more about Do Me Baby? Because it's such a classic song in Prince's discography, and it's one that he continues to perform throughout his life, really. He even performs in on piano and microphone. And then, of course, the controversy where it came out. But I think it's really interesting, like, when he starts to get into his upper register <laughs> or even, like, toward the end where he's got the ooze or even, like, with the long version, um, like, the 11-minute version where you're not sure what's going on toward the end with the songs mm-hmm. that he's making. But even still, it's like, because I'm young and I have weirdness when it comes to me and sexuality or how I express it because I'm one of the repressed people. But when I listen to that song, it's just like, wow, is that... <laughs> what is supposed to be like? Here we are in this bigger room, staring each other down. You want me just as much as I want you. Let's stop fooling around. Like that. I can, like you can picture it. And you can. That's yeah. the thing that I like about Prince's songs. Like, I may not have experienced that myself, but the way he explains it, like the depth of the passion and the intensity of it, makes me feel like I've experienced it too. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, ex- and that is why it's one of my, my three, because you can, whether you experienced it or not, you can picture it. That is the thing with Prince. You can these these songs are so picturesque. You he expresses it so well that you can put yourself in that situation. Close your eyes and you can picture yourself in that situation. Exactly. And I think for this particular song, remember that Trump always championed like in, in his song he talks about strays of the world. He was that person you turn to if you were feeling like, what's wrong with me? Am I weird for feeling this way or that way? Or if you um, did not feel comfortable or confident enough to feel a certain way, you could put the song on, you know, in your room by yourself and be uh, uh, spirited away for a few moments into that, that sexually free or sexually free uh, man or woman that um, he talks about right. this song, and 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 that's why Do Do Me Baby is, is such a classic. I mean, what man do you know lets himself go? Even uh, uh, um, uh, singers, they don't. You talked about the register and and the notes that he hits in this song, and they always talk about how he when he did his vocals, he was in the studio by himself. It's so that he could be free and 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 try to express what he felt at the time that he of what he was trying to express in this song. And there are some notes that he is like he's gone. And at that peak moment, that's where you are if you truly let yourself go sexually. In those few moments, you're in that ecstatic place on a different plane, and he talks about that 
all the time about trying to get there. Come on, let me get you there. Let me take you there. Let's go there. And so this song is 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 all about that. And I think it's it's important because lyrically people can go places that they may not feel comfortable with going physically. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you see it a lot, like, especially when you're seeing him perform. And, and we talked about this before, like when he's in flow, like there's like a he's channeling, basically. And and sometimes it comes across as erotic, though. He just may be doing a guitar solo. But when you are totally surrendering to the moment and surrendering to what you're feeling, you can bring a lot through. Musically, he does it all the time, but sometimes even in the studio or or when he's doing Doomy Baby in person or he's doing Purple Rain on the guitar. So it's it's like you're watching. And this sounds crass, but you're basically watching him have sex with himself or really with all of us. And we get to witness it and be part of it, too. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like he's seducing the audience. He pulls you in and, and then he lets you go wherever you want to go along in the moment where he's gone. Because cause once he pulls you in, he's not doing it for effect. He's not doing it as a part of a performance piece. He's gone and you can either go with him or watch him go there. He doesn't even really care. <laughs> at that point and 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 i think that's one of the reasons why he continued to do this song during his entire career right when you totally free a song like that is gonna go on and on and on if you're totally honest But to bring it back to the lesson part of the song, it being really important, you know, like we talked about, um, like you said, like it, it, this song is one where you are very present with whoever you're with. You're not thinking about what you did that day. You're not thinking about all the things you have to do after you're done. You're thinking about the moment right then and taking advantage, not taking advantage, but being gr- grateful for the time that you have right at that second and exploring like boundaries and exploring yourself and exploring this other person that you care about in the moment. And I think that song really brings all of that together where here we are, you're about to do this and are you going to help me? And, (laughs) and just like having the conversation, not like even speaking, but between two people in a very intimate moment. Um, more than three, but Okay, there was a motherless child. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, so um, I can't even mother mother mutter the song title without choking up. When he starts, when he says there was never any reason to argue, there was never any reason to fight. Um, I, I mean, my the tears are just. I mean, I, I, they're just flying. It doesn't stop apologizing he's sorry he is remorse um i i apologize i'm apologizing to him when i'm watching the video and singing the song so you know there was never any reason to argue there was never any reason to fight From the first time Adam, Adam made love to Eve. The first time she took the bite, there was never any reason. Clap your hand. Hey, oh, mama, mama. Why you put me on the street? I'm only 12 years old. Sometimes. Sometimes I feel, I 
that is my moment and um, song. Um, and um, my next one is Empty Room. Um, I. I, I even sit in an empty room when I'm listening to, um, I, I sing it over and over again, lonely hearts, worlds depart, why should there be, they be broken when we could be somewhere making love? Um, that song, I mean, if, if anyone that listens to this podcast has, and Prince fans, they have not heard this song, Empty Room, you need to listen to it. Um, it, it is probably this probably one of the most um, remorseful songs I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Probably the most, you know, saddest songs I've ever heard, um, but the most beautiful ones, songs. And then, then my last song is um, I Love You, But I Don't Trust You Anymore. And again, um, that goes without saying. You know, I, I, I always just read the lyrics. I mean, I, with Prince songs, I love the music. I love hearing his voice, I, but I listen to, I read his lyrics and hear what he has to say. And um, and this lyrics struck me and he says, I've always given you the best in life, even in the wrong, it was right. And so that just, it just that stuck out with me and not only you know remorseful and apologizing but again that just sticks out and um but yes so it's tender bittersweet very apologetic so those are my three songs okay nadine um well you know his uh, Opus Magnum, um, Purple Rain. It's a song about, you know, I never meant to cause you any problem. Uh, you know, I never wanted to be your weekend lover. It, it ultimately is a song about remorse and hope for redemption. And I, I only bring it up because people look at Purple Rain as kind of an anthem song. But if you explore the lyrics of the song, he really is, in a way, saying... You know, I was this person, but I don't want to be. You know, I'm trying to be something else and go beyond uh, uh, to take this relationship uh, to another level. He could have been singing, uh, you know, to, uh, about his family. He could have been singing about his relationship with the band. But it definitely is um, lyrically a song about remorse and hope for redemption in a lot of ways. Uh, and I, I use that because people look at it it's put on the pedestal, but not for its lyrical content, but just because, you know, it's associated with the pinnacle of Prince's career, et cetera. But the lyrics are really, you know, it always um, makes me think about things I wish I'd done different in life or relationships that I wish had taken a different turn, that type of thing. Uh, and then um, there's breakdown you know he, he talks about it remorse it, 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 pretty much when the song starts listen to me closely as the story unfolds this could be the saddest story ever been told hey to want the house with the biggest pool He talks about the, uh, there's a there's a door you can walk through where there used to be a wall. So it, he 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 has a uh, he's been remorseful about the way he used to be, but he's found a person that he feels can help take him, you know, 
to that 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 next step, and he's he's being apologetic um, uh, about it. And and then uh, condition of the of the heart. Uh, it's it's a it's a sad song, but you know he also talks about that that he he was foolhardy um, when. Uh, like he says, love, it only seems to buy a terminal condition of the heart. And she never answered back now. Now he's got a condition of the heart. So he is remorseful and in that song. And the music and the, the melody that he used, it, it, it's so sad. You can almost hear his longing and, and apology. Um, that's a very sad song uh, for me because... It's it's almost like he talked about it too late. You know what I mean? It's not a song where there's hope for redemption and it. This person is gone, and and you're remorseful um, uh, about it. So that's to me are, is a good example of songs where he uh, was clearly um, touched very emotionally by a situation or a relationship. So next question: um, What are some songs that are just general good advice songs when it comes to the meaning of relationships and we'll start with Nadine well um, my my one of my favorite songs is uh, the song that Prince actually wrote and from what we what I've heard he played um, at his wedding was friend, lover, sister, mother, wife. Because, you know, when you have um, uh, what you consider your ideal relationship, that person has to be able to fulfill different facets of a relationship. Ideally, they should be your lover, your friend, but also be able to relate to you, you know, in a family way. And, and, and he talks about her being his everything. song just talks about the ideal that I've always had for a relationship that you have to be friends with a person um, and then have that physical attraction but also there should be a meeting of the minds uh, spirituality and things like that so so for me um, it has good advice for what makes a successful relationship because of that that you have to have different facets in place for the relationship to be successful and then um, you know with, with diamonds and pearls he, he talks about I'm here for you love's meant for two tell me what you want to do you know if I could if I could I'd give you diamonds and pearls um, I want to give you the world but all I can give you is my love. And that to me resonates in a lot of different ways as far as advice for relationship, because a person may not have, they may not make a lot of money. They may not uh, be able to travel the world with you, but if all they can give you is their love and their goal is to better themselves, to be able to try to give you more of the things that they would want and you the same for them. That that's a, that's good relationship advice in my book. That that there should always be a future goal of bettering ourselves. But right now, I'm giving you everything that I've got. Let's see. Um, in the song "Extraordinary," you know, he talks about a once in a lifetime kind of love, and that's that's very desirable. Everybody wants to find the one. And when you talk about um, things that are successful in, in, in a relationship, uh, you want to talk about that. Yeah, there's times that, that that's rough, but we survived this. 
because we had love. Again, bringing it back to that if you have love, you can get through the trials and tribulations that come in relationships. People tried to break us up. There were times a little rough. But we survived because we had And, and that's kind of like the best sort of advice that, uh, in a way, Prince said over and over again, love can con- conquer all. And not acknowledging that every relationship is going to be 100% perfect all the time. But you have to know that if you have that commitment to each other, that you can kind of get through through the ups and downs. And, it's that, and, and that's why in that song, he, he, he talks about you know, we survived because we had love. So those are my three. Okay, Kim. Okay. Um, mine, uh, my first one was friend, lover, sister, mother, wife. Um, my second song is a door, you know, until the end of time. And whatever that defined time is, a door, that relationship. Okay. Um, Call my name, <laughs> call my name. Oh, that sweet sound of your significant other calling your name. Is that not the most beautiful song ever written? Okay, the most beautiful song, just to hear your significant other say your name. I heard your voice this morning calling out my name. I've heard that it didn't really sound quite the same, no. But it let me know that my name had never really been spoken before. Before the day I carried you through the bridal path door. <laughs> and ever since the day I haven't wanted one but beautiful sound in a relationship i want my boyfriend whomever to say my name call my name sing that song to me every single morning i mean isn't that what we all want um and then the last tidbit um i wanted to say save that letter um i know and break um breakdown prince said um give me back the time um you can keep the memory um we know that um we can't actually keep the time so we have to cherish the memory so save that letter when they were going through princess stuff they found that letter um that he saved um from andy allo in 2011 i'm that kind of person that saves it so i'm going to say in a relationship save that letter (laughs) save that letter cherish that letter so that all comes back to this advice this last um a segment that um, uh, Kanisa said um, that those three moments, <laughs> I know there's a little bit more than three moments, but save that letter. I mean, I think that's important because you think about, you know, you always, when you're looking back on relationships, you think about the bad times, but it's also remember, it's also good to remember the good times too, and to remember how you felt when it was good so that you can go back to that feeling and remember what it was like. So you don't become jaded and stuff like that. You can have that again too. Theme again throughout Prince's music that I think men can learn from a woman's perspective is to treat each woman individually, um, to not be afraid to show your emotional side. And, uh, you know, because there's a lot of songs that he has where he acknowledges that the woman did this or that, but he knows he did this or that as well. And he always says he wants to seek what pleases you you know, what, what what you're about. And, and too often when, and I mentioned this before that, especially when you talk about the intimate part of a relationship, men can be a bit judgmental. If, if you, if you just, 
you know, let yourself go and, 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 and go out there. They assume that that's what has happened with other relationships. And Prince seemed to very much be about here we are in our space and our relationship. I want to please you. And, you know, it, 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 I think that that's a very good lesson for relationships that if, if more men um, and women took that in consideration that this is our space right now, this time, and don't bring that baggage in, learn from the, the previous baggage, but in order for us to have this intimate space that's about us and let give love a chance, basically. But yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of... um the theme really for all of these songs and when we're thinking about Prince as Professor Nelson in love of course you base it in confidence understanding who you are what motivates you what you like what you don't like and then being able to express that in your partnerships with someone who will accept you for who you are rather than who they think you should be because it seems like when you create that safe space of um, you being able to be yourself and expressing your authenticity and then being with someone who loves you for who you are and not who you pretend to be. The, the, the exchange between two people like that can be very intense and all of what Prince, um, talks about in his music. And it, it, it may not be, you know, perfect. Um, you're going to have to learn each other and you'll make mistakes and different things like that. But the important part being, the important part being, being yourself. And loving yourself so that other people can love you too. So, um, where can people find you on the internet, you guys? Um, Nadine? Well, uh, I am on, um, it's pretty easy to find me. It's N-A-R-I-V-J-1, J one And I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, and Ken? Uh, my Instagram and uh, Facebook are both Kim Garcia. Awesome. So listening audience, did you learn anything today? Or what are some songs that you would recommend to kind of give advice to others in the languages of love? Hit us up. Darling Nisi on Twitter. We're on the podcast Juice by Michael Dean. Podcast on Prince on Facebook. And we will see you later. Bye.